Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 70 degrees, man. Yeah, 70 was our high. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it is so cold 70 today. and sunny. Good good New England fall day. I hopped back on. I was working from home, and all of a sudden, like, the AC kicked in. I was like, what the hell? And so, like, it jumped off and went and, like, opened all the windows and turned off the air conditioning because there was no reason for the AC to, to be kicking on. None whatsoever with the weather that we had. But anyway, enough about the weather. We should probably... Probably do a podcast. I mean, probably maybe do a podcast. I don't know. Think maybe. We do a podcast? I mean, nice. I guess. I think we should Meh. do a podcast. We'll do a podcast. Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show best in all his future endeavors. It is a Wednesday morning, which means it's time for another edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. The Babyface Heel Podcast, because there's two sides to every story line. My name is Greg DeMarco. I'm the heel. Patrick O'Dowd is the babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes. The Babyface Heel Podcast, of course, is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can hear right here on your favorite website, thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. You can go ahead and follow the website on, and on all of your forms of social media. That's the big three, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram, at Chairshot Media. You can follow me at Chairshot Greg. This show is also streaming on all of your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. So be a friend, tell a friend, share the program, let other people enjoy it. And when they do, just like when you do, go ahead and like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. I've already mentioned both of them in the show opening. You guys know who is here with me today. They're with me every time we do this show. First of all, 
you need to fire up the Twitter machine and go ahead and follow him at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for The Wrestling Realist. And the host of Bandwagon Nerds, Patrick O'Dowd. I feel like I've just been spending the entire evening with you, Greg. I know. You've been spending the entire evening with me, and you've been spending like a week focusing on nothing but bandwagon nerds. Like that's really what your life. Hey, you know, you you were bandwagon nerds. You were on the bandwagon. So on the bandwagon. Two two thirds of the crew have been on the bandwagon. Second time on the bandwagon. It's coming. And and happy to be part of the 100th edition of the show. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but. Sorry, I just can't help it. It's so, so good. It's awesome. Yay. Celebration provided by the person that you can follow on Facebook and Instagram, but not on the Twitter because she is a Twitterless heroine. But go follow her on the Facebook and the Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. Miranda spelled out, of course. Hashtag is also spelled out because they won't let you put a hashtag in a username. So you got to spell it out. That is the queen of soft style and copious other nicknames. For Miranda Morales. Yay! This is for me, because I'm here. So That's right. That's from you, because you are here. So we're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk about a few different things, and, and I'm excited because, you know, whenever people get stupid, I love to talk about it, and that's really what's going to happen here today. So, oh, stupid. Um, stupid. Stupid is a stupid does. Stupid. Go stupid. Stupid did Go a lot. Stupid, stupid, stupid is a stupid promotes AEW events. And we're going to talk about it here shortly. But before we do, there's some stuff we got to do. And I'm trying to figure out the order in which I want to do them. Let me see where we're at on the old clock. We are past the five-minute mark. So let's go ahead and, and as I play producer here live on the air, let's let Miranda do her thing here in a moment. And then once we're done doing her thing, do a couple things I want to do and then get in here and have a little bit of fun. How does that sound? That sounds great. Awesome. Pa- I don't know what's going on with Patrick O'Dowd, but your screen yeah, is flashing yeah, green. green. He's moving. It's he, just, he's, he's, he's real sensitive. He's flashing green too. He may end up, he may pull a U and like drop from the call at some point, Miranda, and come back and... No, I feel like it's just more of a screen thing where he has a specialty background screen. Not that anybody could see that because this is audio. But I feel like because he has a special screen, that is... It's possible. uh, It's maybe more sensitive than other backgrounds. But we digress because that's what we do. So... My hypothesis. Take it away. In this essay, I will tell you why you need to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt. However, before I do that, I do need Greg to do one thing and one thing only. And I will do only one thing. And that is to wind it up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. And while you go there, there is a exclusive sale happening starting for just 24 hours starting on October 13th 
at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a customer appreciation sale. Yes, that means you get 20% off of your order when you use the promo code Thank you. Yes, this is a time of year where we're all thankful for ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot because there you can find a variety of t shirts all supporting the chair shot.com. That includes such fan favorites as the unofficial official t shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling, the Queen of Soft Style t shirt, and of course, Everybody Hates Greg. All available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can customize your shirt with different sizes and styles, including the one and only soft style. And if you use your promo code, thank you, you get 20% off your order, which means you still save if you spend a few extra dollars in ordering your t-shirt in soft style. So go ahead and visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your chair shot t-shirt today including multiple always use your head t-shirts the chair shot worldwide shirt the og chair shot logo and much much more including the new linear chair shot logo t-shirt all at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and don't forget to use your promo code thank you 24 hours only on october 13th at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code chairshot to save 10 percent that's angrylemonade.net so what we've been celebrating this week at thechairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network, we mentioned it before, is the 100th episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Patrick O'Dowd brought the band together this week. Of course, the band being the usual for some Patrick, David Ungar, PC Tunney, and Ray Cash. They were joined by myself for the first hour. They were joined by DPP for the second hour and really put together just a great episode. It, it was your typical edition of Bandwagon Nerds with a few extra th- things thrown in there. And a very special interview, Patrick O'Dowd. Why don't you tell people about the interview that if they haven't heard, they can go back and hear on Monday's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Yeah, so the quote-unquote main event of the episode was Dave and I had the opportunity to interview Omar Spahi, who is a young, up-and-coming content creator. He's done so much. like So he's a podcaster within the, com- uh, within the comic industry. He's in- interviewed all kinds of people about their creator process and what they've built. He has executive produced uh the movie code eight which uh was the number one streaming film on netflix in 
2019 for a couple of weeks, starred both Stephen Amell and his brother. Uh, he has been a writer for various animated projects like Ben 10, uh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. Like just he's done it all. He opens his interview with us talking about the lunch, the one time lunch opportunity he got to have with Stan Lee and how Stan Lee wanted everybody to get drunk. So it was it was a lot of fun dave and tony actually pulled that interview together for us and dave and i were able to make it happen and just were able to pick his brain about anything and everything it seemed like no question was really off limits he was very very gracious with his time and it was it was awesome for us and uh we were we were happy to have him and so yeah we were very pleased with that interview we're we're probably going to release the interview as its own individual thing as well uh, to have it out there as as Greg likes to note, the Bandwagon Nerds podcast is definitely on the uh, the long form podcast spectrum. And with Omar's interview, uh, the 100th episode was was three hours instead of two. So if you just want to catch that interview, we want to make sure people are able to get that and check it out as well. Or if you just want to listen to it again, it'll be there coming soon, probably as soon as this Friday, maybe not too long after that. So yeah, check it out. It's going to be exciting and, and good. And it is a great episode. Go back and listen to the episode itself, of course. Listen to the interview. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And congratulations to you. We talked about it um, Thank you. as we're releasing the first edition of Bandwagon Nerds this Friday here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. And Patrick and I had a chance to talk about him taking over the show a few episodes in and, and what that meant when I said, hey, you got to do this. And, and because, you know, I... That was one of the few decisions I ever made about Bandwagon Nerds was making Patrick become the host. And and I brought it up there, and I'll bring it up here too. There have been times in history where both Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales, among others, have, have done things or gotten things or taken over things simply because I like wave some magic wand that people think I have or something like that. And, and in a world where there are sometimes, you know, I, I scoffed at this notion – and 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 now I believe it to be true. There is sometimes in life where it is about who you know. But as a story I tell that you guys will hear this Friday on Chairshot Radio's special edition where we replay the hundredth, uh, the first edition of Bandwagon Nerds. When you give somebody the support and when you put your name on somebody, you're also trusting them to do well with it and not fuck it up. And Patrick O'Dowd has not done that. He has not fucked it up. He has done very well with it and has made me look like the smartest person in the room for a brief moment in time when I said, hey, this needs to be how this happens. And um, and, and it's been fantastic and, and nothing but good things out of all of you guys. Um, 100 episodes is, is a big deal and it's, it's very important. You know, I remember when you came to me and you were like, hey, this is what we want to do. And I'm like, great, do it. And, and you know, there were always bumps in the road in the beginning, just like I remember sitting there at the 2019 Royal Rumble. And I was like, Hey, what if you had your own show, Miranda? And then she has her own show. Like, it's just crazy. The things that happen. Um, and, and when you put the right people in place, things can go on for a really long time and continue to do so at a very, very high level of quality and entertainment and enjoyment, which both of you guys do. So kudos to everybody on that. And Patrick Dow, kudos to you and the crew for 100 episodes of bandwagon nerds. Thank you for that. I'm looking forward to this. I've been very excited about this week. I am kind of looking forward to this week coming to a close too, because I don't handle all the praise so well. Uh, and it's it's been very, you know, from folks 
within the network or just all around um you know i really do appreciate all the compliments uh greg has given me other pieces of feedback about the show don't listen to him it's not just been the hosting duties that it was not limited to that greg can't help himself and he knows it but um it's, it's always been good he feedback from a place of trying to make the show better or help helping me improve and that's what it's all about so thank you everyone who has listen to either one episode or all 100 we have really appreciated it absolutely and and well done and yeah i do give feedback whatever but the only decision i ever really made was you got to host True. The show. everything else mm-hmm. has been all you guys and and it, it's done really well and it's evolved and we talk about that on the friday morning edition of chair shot radio so check it out it's not just the first edition of bandwagon nerds there's the story of bandwagon nerds in brief form that is told as well so go out there and check it out and and then listen to the first edition. Just like if you back in May, if you listen to the first ever Greg DeMarco show, it's gonna be better than that. So that's uh, you've got that going for you. That's for sure. You got that going for you, Miranda. There is also something coming up on November the twentieth in Scottsdale, Arizona. What might that be? Impact Zone Wrestling IZW celebrates 21 years. Yes, IZW is now old enough to drink. So we are celebrating that with Fully Legal um, in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, of all places. Many play, many have had celebrations of 21st birthdays in Scottsdale. So uh, it is nice to see IZW being able to do that um, with a very big show. Yeah, and the move to Scottsdale is great. It's a bigger building. We we were packed like sardines in the old one and, and just couldn't grow. It was just impossible. Walls couldn't be moved. And so the opportunity to move and to go to this bigger venue is something I'm very excited about. I'm also very excited about this event as well. And as we approach the one-month mark, one month away, I want to talk about a few different things as, as, you know, in small bits as we get there from week to week. And this week, what I want to bring up on both this show and the Hashtag Miranda Show is one thing that I'm very proud of with this upcoming event is that there is not one nor two, which we've done in the past, but three separate women's matches on this show. We have one VIP match. We have four VIP matches. One of them is a women's match between Maserati and Gem Gemini. Then we have the match that was supposed to happen at the Nothing to Lose Student Showcase, but will happen on the main card of Fully Legal, where Lilith Grimm takes on Reagan Grimes. And of course, we have one of our showcase matches on this event. The strap match might be the first ever women's strap match. I don't know. Between Morgan and Bryn Thorne, one of the main events of this show. And and I just think there are three, three women's shows. Hmm. Miranda, I can only think of one event in Arizona wrestling history where there was more than three women's matches. And that was an all-women's show. That was an all-women's show, yes. And that was, gosh, almost three years ago that happened. It was quite some time. But, yeah, um, it's not something that you see very frequent uh, in independent wrestling shows outside of a all-women's show to have that many women's matches. Yeah, and so I'm very excited to be able to do that. And it's nothing that is done... It's not like we said, okay, we're going to have this many women's matches. Just the way things have evolved and developed. Yeah. And it's, it's I'm something I'm very proud of. You know, we get attention for a lot of different things. And, um, and, and this is one of them. And I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited to have that for us and for the talent that's involved. And, and it's going to be a great time. So head on over and check that out. You can go to at IZW Wrestling AZ 
on all of your forms of social media. Uh, all the promotional materials are there. Links to, to purchase tickets are there as well. You can also go to IZWWrestling.com and you'll be able to pick up tickets through that website as well. Or at least get the link to head on over to our Eventbrite page and pick up those tickets. Grab your tickets. We only got a handful of the front row VIP left because we did expand those and open up more of those in our new building. If we didn't open them up, they'd be long gone. But we, we sold more. We have more front row VIP available this time than ever before. Plus, we got our backstage passes. We only got a few of those left and then general admission. So grab a ticket. Come on out November 20th. Have a great time. And, and we will see you there. So, all right. Now we're going to kick things over to our actual topic that I want to talk about today. And I toyed around with some different ideas of a topic because um, there's some non-wrestling stuff I want to talk about, which I might table to next week. But then things just in the world of wrestling keep coming up. Last Friday, it was announced by WWE that because SmackDown was going to be on FS1 and not on Fox, I would imagine Patrick O'Dowd, that's due to playoff baseball. I'm just guessing. Um, it's, it is going on. Yeah. Yes, that is, that is happening. Baseball. That's a thing. So they're cool. going over to FS1, and it is a super-sized SmackDown, which means there's an extra 30 minutes of coverage, an extra 30 minutes of SmackDown, which just so happens to overlap with the first 30 minutes of AEW Rampage. Oh, dang. Which takes it's place happening. on TNT. It's happening. The same AEW Rampage that cannot stop the bleeding when it comes to its ratings dropping from week to week. Like, it's just not. It's a 10 p.m. on a Friday night. And and even when they cart out CM Punk, whatever they do, the ratings just continue to tumble. And as they have for Dynamite 2. And just, just, just pointing things out. Um... But Tony Khan, Tony Khan thought it would be fun to to literally say, "Oh, it's nice that you're. I see we're going head to head. I look forward to beating you on Friday night." And I see Patrick O'Dowd rubbing his eyes and and hanging his head in shame. Patrick O'Dowd. We're not going to get into to to the buy in that that they that they've established today yet. We will. But Tony Khan's initial reaction is saying he wants to beat SmackDown on Friday night. What, what are your What are your thoughts on Mister Mister Khan? Well, believe it or not, this didn't this didn't bother me. Uh, and actually, I would even dare say, at the time, I was like, okay, because there was another dude who used to do shit like that thirty years ago or twenty years ago. And he got made fun of for it a lot. Mm -hmm. And he then beat the WWE for 83 weeks. Um, And that was Eric Bischoff. Now, do I think Tony Khan is Eric Bischoff? No. But I like, I actually was like, wow, that statement takes some balls. At least you're going to go out there and like go after it for 30 minutes. And, And that's what I then stopped and was like, wait a second. It's, it's 30 minutes. It's your it's your 30 minutes that you're opening the show with. Are you going to give away something ridiculous for free in the first 30 minutes of your show to compete with 30 minutes of bonus time on SmackDown? That that will be some sort of main event that may or may not be consequential. Who knows? But the like the concept or the idea I actually sort of got. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna sit there and talk shit, you might as well double down on it. Um, when when it finally comes to be, and like I said, it, it made it reminded me of 
of Eric Bischoff a little bit when he would, you know, read results of tape shows or like, you know, or said that, you know, we have to be on Monday nights. He actually, though, had bigger balls because he wanted to go completely head to head and, and not play it off on a, on a 30 minute overlap for one magical Friday in October. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the main event of SmackDown, I believe, is the WrestleMania rematch between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So I would expect to see that in the 30-minute overrun, unless they pull something with Roman Reigns. Um, whereas Rampage will probably, that's where they'll probably put Daniel Bryan Danielson versus Bobby Fish. No offense to Bobby Fish. You guys well, know I'm a huge it. Bobby Fish fan. Uh, it's not going to compete with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Like, it's just not. At all. Especially Bianca going to be all mad because she was left off the raw graphic on Monday and, and everybody was up in arms over it. On uh, You know, probably just an accident. Miranda, thoughts on Crazy Tony Khan and, and the, the Friday I mean, Night War? My, my first reaction was, why? Why? Why all this fuss about 30 minutes? But, you know, Patrick makes a lot of good points. I mean, this is truly the first time that they're having prime content or, or you know one of their their major shows going up against one of AEW's shows um and that's what they wanted you know we've talked a lot or i know i for sure have thought that once the wednesday night wars disappeared the war though wasn't going to be over in their minds they were going to continue to find ways to create battles and create an us versus them mentality and this for 30 minutes 30 minutes is is you know just what they are grasping on to create a sense of competition. I do like Patrick's perspective though, as far as you know, this a little nostalgia, but just you know we haven't seen this in 20 years, and just the fact that AEW is fighting so much for 30 minutes. I do appreciate the fact that they do value every moment they have in this spotlight. And with that, they do, you know, really look at their programming at that moment. Now, they don't have any more big surprises. All their big surprises, they've already, as they say, blown the load already. And I think that's also another argument to, you know, when they do these types of things, is it always too soon? Because there will always be an an opportunity for them to do something big. And eventually, will that make a difference anymore if they continue to keep throwing these big things out just for the sake of counter programming or to stick it to WWE. But, you know, I do think it will be for 30 minutes. People are going to be clicking between two channels for really the first time like that in 20 years, you know, or at least since the Wednesday night wars ended. And that's an exciting thing. Um, but there is a part of me that's the Wednesday night wars or (laughs) I say Wednesday Oh, I see what you. Okay, yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know the whole dynamite NXT. Yeah, show. but anyways, whatever. Wars and, I'm just... and there's wars. So many, so many wars. Give peace a chance, everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I really at, at the end of the day, there. My initial and still kind of reaction is why? Just show it. Just do it. You know why do you have to tweet about it? Why don't you just do it? And see, my reaction was like the opposite. Why not? Like. And I tweeted exactly. about this, and, and I had a, a big, long, like, five different tweet chain about it. Tony Khan, and Pat McAfee has a great line that he says all the time on his show. 
Be who you can afford to be. Tony Khan is the ultimate money mark in pro wrestling. He is literally fantasy booking on a television show. Like, like he gets to do what so many of us would, would give anything to do. And I think if we were armed with $100 million of initial investment and billions of dollars backing us, we might do the same stupid shit too. Like I might, I can't lie. And then to top it all off, his fan base loves it when he does mm-hmm. this. Like yeah. he, he's, he's, he knows the room, right? He, he knows exactly what his fans want to hear. His fans would probably get more upset if he didn't do stuff like this. Now, is it going to help him grow his product? No, but he's really good at appeasing the fan base he currently has. And, and this is what they want to see. This riles up the troops. This gets everybody going. This starts the most insane arguments on Twitter for no reason whatsoever, solely because of Tony Khan saying some stupid shit about going head to head with Vince McMahon and AEW. This war has always only existed in the minds of AEW and their fans. WWE has never seen this as a war. Now, was WWE motivated to add an extra 30 minutes because of Rampage? Maybe. But why not? Like, again, everybody wants competition. And I've said this before a million times. Everybody wants competition until what? Until competition starts fighting back. Then people get all pissed at WWE for Mm -hmm. doing this. But they put on the extra 30 minutes. Is it because they're on FS1 and they want to attract viewers over to FS1 because other times when they've been on FS1, they break FS1 records, but they don't match what they do on SmackDown. Um, I think the thing there is if they go to FS1 and draw a higher rating than Rampage has been getting on TNT, then that is going to say something about Rampage and, and about AEW. Look, Dynamite, no one's talking about this. WWE did a random Sunday afternoon King of the Ring retrospective special. It had higher ratings than Dynamite did. And no one's talking about that because they don't want to. But if AEW did that and it beat Raw or SmackDown, people would be talking about it like crazy. But it had higher ratings than Dynamite did. It was a one-off special that no one probably even knew was on. And yet it drew higher ratings. Like, like you always see that, that, that meme that people love to say right now that always ends with the quote, we are not the same. And that's what I feel like with WWE and AEW. And Tony Khan later said, i just doing this because I believe we put out the better wrestling show than WWE does. And that's fine. The wrestling versus wrestling, AEW might win, but they just can't win in everything else because WWE is a million other things. They make more from one show in Saudi Arabia than AEW makes all year. Like, it's just insane. But at the same time, I don't blame Tony Khan for being Tony Khan because, like Pat McAfee said, be who you can afford to be. He can afford to do it. It doesn't cost him a thing. It doesn't hurt him at all. And if AEW fails, he's just going to go continue to work for the Jaguars and spend his dad's money. Like, he's got nothing to lose in any of this. So why not do it? What a fucking life. I'm sorry. I just like, like, I'd love to work for the Jaguars and spend my dad's money. I mean, his his dad... The story of how his dad made his money is actually awesome, too. But um, that's neither here nor there. The other thing, Miranda, you asked the question, why? Um, what are we talking about today? What like, is- on this podcast, yeah. what is every wrestling podcast talking about this week? Like, I'll begrudgingly give him credit on that. Like, it was enough to to drive us to have a conversation, even if you're saying how fucking stupid he is. We're, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, 
any publicity is good publicity sort of move. And Craig, like you even mentioned this, like he, he tried, he, he kind of walks back on what he said about the better product. Was that the same interview where he said Ross sucked? I don't know. I didn't see the Ross sucked thing. And, and if he said, if he said Ross sucked in an interview like that, he did. He's quoted. He's quoted. I, I, was, I found it. I like, that's stupid. That's right. almost I mean, as dumb as the other thing. Why? I mean, I get it. I get it. Although it's valid points, but I don't know. We're just like adults and like, why is my, like my legit gut reaction. Like are adults really adults? Like, well, I guess, I mean, when you can be Peter Pan. Yeah, I'd rather not be an adult. Literally. Like being an adult sucks half the time. Like I'd rather be a kid. Well, why exactly, do you think I do all this wrestling I, stuff? think i wouldn't switch you know roles with him in a heartbeat to kind of like fantasy book a whole show on television and spend my family's money and like still that's like oh i have a fallback plan that still has on millions of dollars i don't know i'm just being super bitter today and like super (laughs) just like what's the point but like i but i get that from and that could be more of the perspective for maybe a non-wrestling fan or why this for for maybe the general public this isn't as big of a deal or makes sense uh about it which could be why i don't know if that creates interest from non-wrestling fans they don't care it's always kind of a curious thing too about again where they are really pulling and drawing fans where AEW has been very adamant they are built for the wrestling fan they want wrestling fans they don't care if they bring in new fans and a lot of what they do is very much tailored to that specifically the internet wrestling community but at some point they're going to have to find a way to get out of that community if they cuz TNT's patience will only last so long like yes he's got unbelievable amounts of resource and that patience may be a really long time but at some point is that guaranteed audience enough for the the spot well i guess it's moving to tbs right like when are they it's moving to tbs TBS? dynamite's moving to tbs in january and rampage will stay on tnt and the thing is it's the only time tbs is going to be upset is if is if they realize they could get better ratings with a cheaper product because they're not paying a ton of money for AEW. They're not paying a ton of money at all. They're not paying a ton of money for AEW. If they could throw up an old movie and draw a better rating, then they then they then then they'll start to get upset. But right I now, mean, what they're that's bringing where they in, make their money though. Yeah. TBS is TBS is a sitcom rerun channel. Like right. that's essentially what it is with very little sort of unique content. That's why I always found the I I always thought that I, I felt the fit was better on TNT. Just because at least TNT seems to have a little bit of a different sort of tenor about it. Now you're throwing, I mean, I guess you could, if you think AEW is a comedy, it fits in well. But kind of between, is. yeah, between movie comedies and sitcoms, like you're going to, it's, it's lead in is going to be what? Friends, Family Guy, American Dad, the big, I'm, I'm not even, I'm serious. No, I mean, those, yeah. Those Why are not though? Legit. Yeah. That well, might be good. But, but like. I don't know. I just are you going to keep those people who are watching the Big Bang Theory to be like, ooh, wrestling? You no. keep long enough, they'll count for your ratings. That's all that matters. Um, I, we've said it before too. We talked about you know the the internet wrestling community is a finite group of people. Okay, the section of the internet wrestling community that AEW attracts is also the single most immature group of people I've ever seen. Like, see what they say on Twitter. They are terribly immature, 
And that's where they buy into this stuff. They buy into the crap that Tony Khan says, the crap that Tony Khan does. And that's why he continues to do it. If their fan base reacted negatively towards what Tony Khan was doing, he wouldn't do it anymore. Like he, he's just doing it because that's what the people want. He's not even, this may not even be him. It probably is him. As, as Patrick said, he's a bit of a douche after an interview that Patrick listened to today. And I was like more, more than a bit of a douche. Quite the large, because but he said, like he said in an interview that Raw sucked, like yeah. in promoting his product. Here's like, the thing that got me, that just made me wonder why. Then today he announces that they are going to do the buy-in. Now the buy-in is their version of the kickoff show that WWE does before its pay-per-view events, and they've done the buy-in before their pay-per-views. This is a buy-in before Rampage. I don't know if it's thirty, probably an hour long, and it has two matches on it. It has Bobby Fish. Versus Lee Moriarty. Bobby Fish just signed with the company a week, two weeks ago. And he's in like all these marquee matches, right? And then it has Daniel Bryan Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. A veritable dream match for the IWC that they love so much. And they're putting it on YouTube. Now, this may become their most watched YouTube thing ever a few weeks later. But... I, do they think this is going to hurt SmackDown? Putting something on YouTube when most people watch YouTube on their phone and SmackDown on their TV? Or like, like people can just watch both at the same time. Yeah, multi screens. Everyone does multi screens at some point. Tablet in one hand, TV in the other, phone, computer. Yeah, Patrick's doing it right now yeah. as we record this podcast. So, I he's mean, he's like, watching yes, Dynamite from last week right now on his phone. He's watching the YouTube videos. Yeah. Like That's my, my son will sit in his room. He will play on his Xbox looking at YouTube videos while a football game is on the living room TV, which he can see from his room. Like it's it's just – I don't. That, that's why the war can't really happen unless they truly do go head to head, and this is the first overlapping thing. But for people who really, 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 really want there to be a war, this is like what they're going to get, and they're going to love Friday night. They're they're going to just love it so much. Can you imagine that same fan base's reaction if the WWE had dropped Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for one hour on a kickoff show on the network for free? Or sorry, on YouTube or on TV, like just it's not just quite like, the equivalent, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying you talk like I, I'm just uh, some sort of like ridiculous, over the top, marquee level matchup right. that should. And this is the thing: is the other the other big thing to this to me is like, what does that really drive? That match, that match in particular. Outside of the fans you were just talking about. No one. It just because, drives the fans that we were just yes, talking about. Because, Craig, I'm willing to bet if we walked around our offices tomorrow and said, name a pro wrestler, that Minoru Suzuki might never show up. I'm just, I'm call me crazy. Now nah, you're right. I don't, think that, I don't think that they know who he is. Probably they, not. Might, they probably don't even know who Brian Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson's sons, Daniel's sons is. I yeah, they, they they're more likely to know who Daniel Bryan Danielson is than Minoru Suzuki is. Um, this would be like yeah. say they threw like Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura on a YouTube pre-show before SmackDown. Why would anyone do that? I, I just don't know. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. But here's the crazy thing about it. 
What's going to happen when the YouTube show outdraws Rampage? Is anyone going to talk about that? No, they're going to they're, they're gonna spin it. It's all about the spin, Greg, you know. They're going to talk about they the success of the YouTube show and not the fact that it beat their the television YouTube show. Shows, yeah, you know. Why, Can both of them it? are successful, just that one was better than the other. It's all about the spin. Which, demo yeah. number. I'm just saying. Yes. Demo yeah, I was going to say. The dumb. That's one thing that they have been fairly good at, too, is the spin. The spin of the information that's where the demographic, you know, numbers have come into play. That's where the way that they frame, you know, what's a success, uh, their attendance, whatever it is, any kind of minor minute thing that maybe on the grand scale isn't a big deal. The way that they frame it to, you know, their their fans makes it much more of a bigger deal. And that is a a, a a creative utilization, you know, of, I think, you know, Tony's kind of background in, in data analytics and looking at the data and looking at certain data points and blowing them, I guess, out of proportion, maybe not, of course, not lying about it, but just making them bigger than what they really are as far as the level of importance. You know, it's so funny. You, you talk about the, the data and everything else. And when Patrick said the demo, like, this focus on every single ratings headline now talks about the key demo rating increase in the key demo. This was never talked about until Chris Jericho brought it up. Like this is literal. And Tony Khan, this is, you talk about a group of sheep, like, and, and, and people love calling people sheep right now in this country. It's a big thing because of all, you know, the pandemic and the treatment and whatever. Right. But, Talk about a group of sheep. Like Chris Jericho could tell them that you know I, I I don't even know what he could tell them is important, and they'd start reporting on it just because this is what they like. Like you can literally tell these people anything, and they will buy it. Like no one cared about the key demo ratings until AEW was just doing so well in the key demo ratings. Like it used to be all about the viewership, right? What about the viewership? In the beginning of all this, WWE was winning in the demos and every like NXT was win- doing better in the demos and everyone was talking about the viewership. And then when it flipped, everyone was talking about the demos. When NXT was winning, oh, what about the demos? Like it's just and if they start losing the demos, they'll find something else to to talk about. But they're just not the same. They're nowhere close. Like again, move dynamite till mon- to Mondays, then I'll talk. But until then, I'm just not. I'm just not down for it. I get it, and I don't blame Tony Khan for doing what he's doing. A, pre, a YouTube pre-show, I don't know what you think it's going to accomplish other than probably beat your own show. But, and the only person that'll point that out on Twitter and package it out is who? It's me. But that's, you know, we'll see what happens come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. All right, we're going to go to commercial break, and I got we're going to bring back the Babyface Heel of the Week just for the hell of it. I got, I got a very special Babyface Heel of the Week planned for us, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with that on the other side of this break. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. 
Okay, I was trying to play something, and it's like totally muted, and it's really it's littering really pissing and me littering and littering and smoking the chief. Can you guys not hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, okay. we can hear you. We're just waiting patiently for whatever. No, like it it's, was it's totally not. Like there's an Brandy unmute button, and whenever I click it, it it moves, and it's really starting yeah, to. Damn right, me I off. did. Now I'm so mad. I just want to play this it's video. And it won't let me play it. Dang it. I was going to play a song and now I can't. You better play that right meow. I can't. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> but I can't. I mean, Patrick, we're just going to do the rest of this episode with Super Trooper references. What You're welcome. You. <laughs> bounce around all nimbly pamly. Yeah, it ain't working. It won't. I'm so mad about this. I really wanted to play this one video. And now it won't play, and I'm so upset, and I don't know what to do. I'm so sad. All right, well, I'm going to find a way, right? Where, where there's a will, there's a way. If Patrick Dow can get to 100 episodes of Bandwagon Nerds, I will get this video to play. I'll just have to get it from a different source than the one that I was going to, because not the usual source. This week's Babyface Heel of the Week, as facetious, as facetiously as it might sound, is none other than Tony Khan. Should Tony Khan be a baby face or a heel? Patrick Goodell, we'll start with you. Uh, God, um, because the context is annoying. I say, I say, if if you're going to be a douche, you might as well be a heel and just go all the way with it. Like, if you're going to say the dumb shit that you're saying on interviews about the uh, the other company's programming and saying that it sucks go for it if you're if you're going to really push this narrative of we're at war with another company be the heel be the guy everybody hates take all the heat off of anything to do with your program and put it all on you be that guy um, be the heel because i do appreciate what that effort is trying to achieve, even though it's not really competition. So I'm going to go with heel, heel Tony Khan. Miranda. I have to agree. Lean into it. You know, anytime you find something you're good at, lean into it. And I think he's very good at, uh, you know, utilizing information in ways that makes the product look and sound more important than it really is. And he's really created a new emphasis on, you know, what people uh, value in viewership, uh, which is, you know, very creative. So I think too, and we are in a new generation of like, you know, the millennial rich person, you know, and I forget exactly how old, but I think he's in the millennial group. Um, close enough, uh, where, you know, us as millennials are our own breed of, uh, of, of a generation and, uh, you know, being able to even lean into some of the more successful things that his family has done or whatever that may be, whether we're really playing this more character wise or non character wise. Um, he has components of someone. I think again, it, it does go back to, we've had this conversation before how authentic and genuine are they really trying to be about their efforts, about their viewership? Like how much of it, if is it, you know, coming from a, a place of, of genuine, like wanting to put out a good product and how much of it seems like it's just counter programming to WWE, 
You know, a lot of this was started because of the the structure of how pro wrestling was to the point where it was all being controlled by one person. And that one person decided what worked, what didn't, who was successful, who who wasn't. And in theory, that sounds like maybe, you know, like a Robin Hood stealing from the rich to give to the poor. But at the end of the day, if you're doing that for your own ego, how how much of that is really genuine? So for that reasons and more, I would say he is a heel. You got to know the audience. I was just talking about this earlier. He is the AEW president. He is a babyface. In AEW, he is an absolute babyface. Now, when he comes out on stage at some point on Raw and hugs Vince McMahon and becomes general manager of Raw five, ten years from now, yeah, he'll be a heel, and it'll be great, and you know what's going to happen. But, you know, and right after we watch what show, Miranda? The meteoric rise and inevitable, <laughs> and, and inevitable, inevitable fall, fall of Holy Wrestling. You know it's going to happen. You know it's oh, gonna, we're going to watch it on Peacock or whoever owns the rights to WWE Network and gets more money than, than AEW ever got in their existence for owning those rights to WWE Network because we are not the same. But again, it, it's 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 it all depends on where he's at, whether he's a babyface or a heel, because he's going to be himself. And it was fictitious anyway. But I think I got the video now. Everybody loves the acclaimed in Philly. We put the Lucha Bros on ice like gritty. We killing every city that we landed in. Packing that heat like my name's Arn Anderson. Yo, and it's a given. We send them boys packing quicker than Ben Simmons. Lucha Bros don't stand a chance like Rocky Balboa. They're fake-ass champs. Philadelphia! They're claimed! Have a run! I just love the acclaimed still. I, do. <laughs> I was like, that has nothing to do with it. Well, that's what I was going to play coming back from the commercial break before we talked about Tony Khan as a baby face or heel. And it wouldn't play because it was automatically muted on Instagram. And, and I couldn't unmute it because when I clicked the unmute, it just reloaded the page. So then I found it on his Twitter <laughs> feed. So, yeah, you know, you got to be resourceful because YouTube wouldn't load because YouTube hates me. Um, it's well documented. But that's fact. Yeah, it is. Uh, so funny story about YouTube hating me. So Facebook has recently rolled out podcasts for Facebook, right? Very exciting. You can now have your podcast go right to a Facebook page and Miranda's flossing while we do this. And, and you can what you pick, you know, I'm yeah. trying to be cool. I mean, it's, it's not as cool as razor. Not at all. An adult. No. Um, man, I was anyways, <laughs> everybody gets thrown off. It's great. Um, anyway, so you can, you can podcast on Facebook and, and I even talked to the people on our podcast provider, Red Circle, and they were like, yep, there's a way you can put in your RSS feed. We don't have to distribute directly to there, whatever. So I go over, I do this, I set this up and it's like, it'll, it'll automatically bring in everything going back to September 26th. It's like, perfect. It'll put it right on the page. I'll figure out how to link it to the group. Everything will be great. Set it up, whatever. Start working on a few other things. Within minutes... I have 26 notifications from Facebook about copyright issues 
with every single podcast it brought over to Facebook. And so it was like, you can do this with this episode, this, this episode. So I went to the podcast page and to delete all episodes and said, screw it. We're not doing the Facebook thing because it ain't worth it because it's just literally everything is, is a, is a, is a copyright issue with them. I mean, my goodness, like the very first one I saw Patrick Redout was bandwagon nerds. Like the soft stuff you guys play on that show. Ain't no way that's getting past oh, yeah. anybody. Oh yeah. No way. No freaking way. So, Fully admit that that's all baseball too, by the way. Yeah. Like if we ever have to go legit, you guys are going to be hating life, but we don't have to do that yet. So that Yay. is what happened there. thought that was a lot of fun and a nice little aside for the things that, that took place. Trying to find another another bit of music right now for something that I want to do. There it is. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of a very big favorite of many a wrestling fan, including pretty much everybody watching AEW, is back in WWE, and that is, of course, the King of the Ring Tournament. This started up last week on SmackDown, continued on Raw, and we're already down to the final four competitors in the King of the Ring Tournament. Who do we think is going to win? We have on one side, taking place this Friday night on SmackDown, one semifinal will be Finn Balor, against Sami Zayn, so you already know where one person on this show is going. On the other side, on Raw, the other semifinal, you have Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal. Patrick O'Dowd, who is going to be our next King of the Ring? I can't believe I'm going to do this. Do it. The modern-day Maharaja Jinder Mahal is going to He's going to lose either Veer or Shanky. I can't remember. One of them got drafted to the other brand. But Jinder Mahal, King of the Ring. Miranda Morales, who do you think is going to be the next King of the Ring? You think that my answer will be one way, but I actually think as far as the history that we see more recently, it's going to be Jinder Mahal. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. It's going to be Jinder. Do not hinder Jinder. Sammy Zayn. I'm just saying. It could be Sammy Zayn. It could be Sammy. Yes, Zane. but right, it could be Sammy. But it's not because it's going to be Jinder Mahal. Do not hinder gender. You know who it's not going to be? It's not going to be Xavier Woods. And I'll tell you why. Because Big E is WWE champion, and they're not going to have two major accolades on the new day at one time. They're just not going to do that. So sorry, Xavier Woods. And as I'll give you guys this reminder now, and it'll come up when we talk about the Queen's Crown Tournament on the Hashtag Miranda Show. 
WWE doesn't put on the King of the Ring or the Queen's Crown because they want to put on the King of the Ring or the Queen's Crown. They put it on with a person in mind. That whole last tournament they did, the last King of the Ring, it came out of nowhere, and it came out of nowhere because they were like, what can we do with Baron Corbin? Oh, we'll make him King of the Ring. Then they had this giant tournament, and that's why we all picked other people and it ended up being Baron Corbin. That's why these things don't always go the way that we think they're going to go because they came up with, they needed an idea for a person and the tournament was the idea for the person, not vice versa. We've got this tournament. Who do we think should win? Which is how it used to be back when it was a yearly event. So keep that in mind. And with that, that will do it for this week's edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. I hope you enjoyed us making fun of, but also speaking factually about Tony Khan and the AW fan base and the supposed Friday Night Wars that are coming at you this week. If you haven't already, get out there, listen to BWN 100, the 100th edition of Bandwagon Nerds. It is, of course, Wednesday. Coming up later today, you've got the Hashtag Miranda Show. Then on Thursday, you've got the Three Man Weave. You've got Chair Shot Radio Head Trauma Thursdays and so much more. So check it out. Listen to all the great content we have for you right here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Follow at Chair Shot Media. Follow myself, Greg DeMarco, at Chair Shot Greg. Follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on your Facebook and your Instagram, but no Twitter because she couldn't be the Twitterless heroine if she got onto the Twitter. Now, could she? Oh, no, she couldn't. That's it. We're done. Patrick O'Dowd, Miranda Morales, anything you have for the good people listening? No, just listen to BWN 100 sometime this week. Please and thank you. Thank you, please. And don't forget, yes, the hashtag Miranda show will be on later this week. And just don't forget to always keep us off style. Get you trying to throw your, throw your thing in there, a show early. Throw this. Which is totally fine. That was my, that was my toothpick that I threw at your face. <laughs> hey, yo. Nice, nice toss, Razor. Yes. All right, thank you for listening. Until next time, we remind you to always use your head. What do I want to play? Let's let's see what I want to play here. I haven't played this in a while. Where'd it go? There it is. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Acknowledge me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.